0: everybody, welcome back to Moving Beyond Trauma. This is a really fun little project that I put together for summer of 2023 and it's a mini series. It's based on your questions and feedback and tiny topics that come up from my listeners and from my clients all the time. So I'm going to be covering five things, um, not necessarily in this order, I haven't decided the order yet. It's going to be um, one on chill. Which is about the polyvagal theory. Can you be switched on and off at the same time? Which was uh, several people asked that kind of question. And really, the answer is chill. <laughs> um, and this, the mini episode is on that. There's one on fun, because that comes up a lot. Why would we not have fun? One on love, um, because with that, like without getting on a soapbox or anything, without love, what have we got? And then there's one on sleep, which is a major issue, major issue that affects so many people that I work with. Even though I'm no medical expert on sleep, I have put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as I possibly can and working with my people on how to help them get better sleep. And one on trust, which is often broken, whether or not you think that you've had a trauma or just a really rough time in life. Trust is often an issue and often comes up for me and for my clients and it shows up again and again in my work. So I invite you to have a lot of fun, um, pop in and out of the, the mini series and uh, please keep sending in the questions and I'll keep answering them. This is the third episode in the mini series for summer 2023 and we're talking about love and I think super fittingly, I'm um, recording, if you hear the sound any different from usual, I'm recording it um, while we're on family holiday in the Dolomites. James has taken the girls out for the afternoon and I'm here in this most stunningly beautiful place, very, very high up. The Dolomites, I didn't realise, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, look how little I know about the world I live in. And it's just easier somehow to think more clearly, more openly up here. And of course we're spending loads of family time together and just the whole thing, like all about, for me, all about this holiday is love. James is turning 50 on Friday. Um, there's lots of love happening around that. and um, friends and families are cooking up various little plots for him, um, but also it's been coming up a lot recently in client in my client work. So I would just, it's like, I'm kind of inviting you behind the scenes. Um, and I guess this isn't for everybody. So I feel a slightly more, uh, is it normal for an executive coach and someone who talks about moving beyond trauma to talk about love? I don't know. Cause I don't know anybody else who does what I do. I'm going to let you know that love, comes up so much in my work. There is hardly anybody. I'm just casting my mind back now. I've done over a thousand hours of client work in the last six years. Uh, no one has signed up with me just because they want to find romantic love. No, that's not my strapline and that's not what I sell, but an astonishing number, if I kind of did that kind of data cut. An astonishing number of my clients have it actually as something that really is important to them. So either the relationships they've got already, they would love it to be better. or All their relationships, friendships, you know, all the areas in their life where love could occur. Um, they want to boost that up, to improve it in some way. Um, and that that matters to them. It matters in their experience of life, that love is there what's even more astonishing is the number of people who come to me who are seeking a romantic relationship either to revamp the one that they've got this is this is a key one-to-one relationship the special person in your life not necessarily marriage um, or any of those other you know old-fashioned things but definitely one-to-one love of one special person perhaps um for a lifetime it's that kind of committed love is what we're talking about here and this is an amazing part of my work because so many people who come to work with me, um, find such love. I've got, um, a few at the minute who are finding some bumps along the way. And I've got some incredible people who are now in those long-term committed relationships, which I just think is so cool. But I met someone. Well, it's a cool thing about coaching in general. I meet someone at the start of their journey, at the point where they come to see me. So they're feeling generally crap about a few things in their life, let's just say. And then when they finish working with me, generally they feel better about, I mean, like I could count. it's less than the fingers of one hand, the people of all those hours that I've done of people who didn't click with me. Like, in fact, it's two, two people in all those thousands thousand plus hours and all those many many clients which i don't think is is a bad statistic so focusing on the people who have had results from working with me and of of whom a romantic relationship has been part of it so stop waffling kate okay so what is it about love um as you know it's a character strength it's a way of being it's an emotion. It's a mental state. It's embodied. You feel it in and around your body. Um, it can be your kind of eudaimonic, um, you know, because something matters to you. You can feel love for mankind. You can feel love for the world. You can feel inspired to love um, by the world around you, by the ecosystems that we live in. And you can also feel very powerful protective love you know i could just go on and on and on like there's so much so many different ways that love shows up like you could just journal today write draw whatever whatever you do that you love to do and just like really look at the different ways that love shows up in and around your life every single day um one of my kids rescues bugs all the time, whether we're out or in the house um, here on holiday, there's a bug rescue goes on about twice a day and it requires finding a piece of paper and getting the bug out the window and you know what I mean? There's love there. She loves the world. She loves animals. She loves the environment and we help her in that, you know, we're like, oh, oh, get, get the bird of paper, help the bug. We love her. So um, love. So what if you want to draw love closer to? So, So one, so this this podcast is for is helping you do two things. One, notice where love is in and around your life, in and around your heart, your body, your mind, and your soul. This is a very spiritual thing as well. I I don't mean religion, as you know. Um, This is a very spiritual thing to connect with love um, and the ways that whatever it is is mattering to you. And the second thing is to draw romantic love a bit closer if that's what you want either to boost up the romantic love that you've got or to um find love as you might say to find that partner for the rest of your life um and so it's still so the second one is still around um your intention so setting your intention that this is the next right step for you that this is something you're open for i often say to people you know when we (sighs) When we create, when we coach towards something in our life, you've got to get clear about what it is you want. If you're continually telling yourself, I can't have this, I can't have more money, I can't have a great job, I can't live in a great place, I can't find love, then you are actually slightly hypnotising yourself, basically. You're, you're, You're saying repeatedly affirmations that tell you those things aren't possible. So the first thing is you've got to really... Think better things. You've got to think better quality things. You've got to intervene with yourself and you've got to get strict with yourself and start upgrading, start taking less nonsense from the soundtrack of your mind about how you, for some reason, about you know, all the people in the world can't have all these things. Even if you've got plenty of evidence to support that, what you're trying to do, my dear, is disrupt that and make those changes. So just agreeing with yourself that you can't have all these things has got you to where you are right now. We're going to make changes on that. So the first thing is to really draw your attention and your intention that this is an area of life you want to make changes in. And then you need to do a big dreaming exercise which could take you, maybe you're going to do a collage, um, drawing, journaling, painting, it doesn't really matter, but somewhere inside your mind is the capacity to have the idea of what it is that you're looking for. Is it a long-term relationship? What, what are the characteristics of this person? What are the characteristics of you? What is it that really would matter most to you in this relationship? And so there's a big dreaming part of this. Now you will most likely, and this is comes from my experience of my work with my clients on this, you will hit snags in this. Okay. This cannot always be very easy, particularly if you've had a lot of pain in the past. So you need to work like consistently with yourself. You can't do it once and go. Well, I told you that wouldn't work. I'm people. I'm not interested in that, and I don't think you should be either. You need to set higher standards for yourself of your inner monologue and start dealing with yourself if you're telling yourself poor quality things because you wouldn't let your best mate do it. So why are you doing it for you? Okay, pep talk over. Right. So you are going to draw love closer you're going to set your own intention and put your attention on this and you're going to dream it big. And so then by the end of a day or a week or however long it's going to take you, three minutes, I also keep telling people set a timer for three minutes and journal and draw your future with like what, what it is you're working towards with this. And I promise you at the end of three minutes, you'll have come up with something amazing. So don't give me that BS that you haven't got time to do this. That's another thing. Don't take that as an answer. And you've got this beautiful dream and every day you build it, every day you pay attention to what it is you're working towards. And if it's not showing up every day, you have patience and you think to yourself, I am in the right place right now. However, hope and optimism are hugely active, powerful like tools that we have from the field of positive psychology and coaching psychology and hope in particular, excuse me, hope in particular, is very active. Hope is when you do things, okay? Hope is not like just, you know, lie back in your bed with your eye mask on. That does not engender hope. Hope is getting off your butt and going to do something. So what can you get off your butt and go and do that will start generating hope, optimism and supporting you in drawing your attention and intention towards this, drawing towards you this love of your life? So you can use many things in the, in the placement of your objects in the, in the house or room or wherever it is that you live. And also at work, but starting with the place that you spend most of your time and most of your energy is really look around it with fresh eyes. Now you've listened to the podcasts with Tracy and you know that there's a lot of power in the, in the language of colour and in the language of personal style and in the language of um, your, putting your, yourself forward in your identity. Well, the same thing goes for c- curating your environment. And then when in the podcasts with Caroline Rogers, we talked about that a lot as well. Like, where is the junk and the crap in your life? So this may then lead you to a decluttering exercise, which I would highly recommend. And here's some of the things when you're particularly focusing on drawing love towards you that really make a difference. Go around every room and look for things that talk the opposite of love. So, um, Hardly imagining many people have got this, but imagine there's a photograph of, of someone and it's framed on the wall or it's on the cover of a magazine or something and it's it's one of those like poachers. You know, someone with a has just poached a, a beautiful animal, like a rhino or something. Okay, this is a shocking, dreadful example, but I just want you to start looking around your life. Where is there a is there a it might be an, an ancestral thing? Is there a knife, a blade, a gun? Is there other weapons of Destruction or even symbols. So, um, in my line of work in the military, people often collect knives, they collect guns, they collect all sorts of different things. Are these, even if they're deactivated, made safe and mounted on the wall to, you know, commemorate a certain thing? Do you really need that? <laughs> is that talking about love? Is that a love nest right there? Okay, so it could be, but just check. Okay, check what is in and around your environment. And clean out anything that really seems like it might work against love, like it might work for hate or it might work for pain or death or killing or illness or sickness or anything like that. Get around your house and and get quite specific about what it is. If it if, and the energy is inside you, this is a kind of Marie Kondo type thing or a Karen Kingston. Um, you can read her beautiful age timeless book. Um, on creating sacred space with feng shui. So this is all about the energy of things and how it, what it means to you in the world around you. So there's no right answer. So if that, fill, if that picture of that dead giraffe on your wall, like someone having killed a giraffe, <laughs> fills you with love, then you have that on your wall, okay? There's no rules here, but I'm just, that's the kind of st- really striking message that um, is important. And the second one, while you're going around your house, is look for all those images of people on their own. It's either people on their own, um, solitary man on mountaintop looking across other bleak mountaintops. Is a very archetypal, beautiful painting or print thing that my husband had. Um, and he brought it into our relationship when we were first together. And we had ha- we had to get rid of it. Right. I cannot have the imagery of this Really, um, gloomy single man and his backs away from you know he's his, his backs he's facing away from the painter and it's a kind of old fa- I think it's quite a quite an iconic one but um anyway looking across the Scottish mountains or something and it's all bleak and grey and he's on his own and he looks like he's always been on his own forever and do you know what I mean oh so have a look around your house for the things where the um, things are solitary. So if that's you jumping your horse, that's different because that's you taking part in sport. But just keep having a look at that. You'd be surprised, or at least maybe you wouldn't be, the number of times people have a single ornament or an ornament that depicts a single person on their own, um, a single mug, a, a single um, totem, a single figurine, um, and all, it's all its all on its own. OK, so what you're going to do is go round your now, the opposite of that, of course, is if it's groups. So you could um everything in your home depicts a, a family group. Well, that's great energy, but you want to have somewhere where you can clean out the space for you to bring in and make space for um, this romantic love to come into your life. And that's couple energy, people. That's what you're looking for is couple energy. So if you buy a bit of rose quartz, buy two and put them together. Don't have them either end of the mantelpiece. Have them together. One candlestick at each end of the table. No, two candlesticks paired together in the middle of the table. And you go around your house like this, obsessively pairing, (laughs) I mean it, obsessively pairing everything up with your ornaments, with your pictures, with the placement of your objects, with your crystals, with your stones, with your, I, I mean, just like any artifacts that are going around, that are there in your home, check, is it matched? With your bedside table have you got one on the other side is your bed look like it's it's balanced and equal power place ready for someone else to come and join you or is it completely your energy like there's no room for someone else or is the other side barren and bare you've stolen the lamp you've stolen the bulb out of the light and the (laughs) you know the bedside table is dirty do you know what i mean like just have a bit of a laugh while you do this but Go around and intentionally curate a place for this person in your life. Um, And then the last kind of thing to really do is like looking for uplifting messages, looking for messages that you so talked um, a bit about how you are, how we all are. hypnotizing ourselves all the time anyway because if you repeatedly tell yourself something then that's the thing you repeatedly tell yourself until you repeatedly believe it until your brain be- begins to seek and find this thing all around your life okay and that's how um that's the sort of science behind positive affirmations but also what people don't realize is you're telling yourself stuff anyway all the time so clean it up make it good stuff tell yourself better quality things and the same goes for the messages. So if it's like love and you want love, make sure that those messages are powerful. Love finds me. I am love. Um, Love it matters to me. Um, love is welcome here. The home is where the heart is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Really curate that space and get yourself a few messages all around you that really speak to you of love. And I give this all, like you. Know, this is like the contents of my mind, which some people say they find really fun and, Anyway, if you haven't found it fun, I'm sure you'll be letting me know too. I just really think that um, there is a lot of power in firstly seeing love on that meta scale all around you in your life and then intentionally inviting love, higher quality, gorgeous, beautiful love into your life, whether it's in existing relationships that you want to just allow there to be more love present and for you to really feel and tune into and savor that love that's there and for it to grow. You're like a plant that you're gonna feed or whether you're in, the love of your life is missing. They are not here. They got away or they never came. Don't know which it is. And you would like them to. It's time now for you to put your foot down with yourself, with the universe, with the energy around you. Start telling yourself better quality things. Get around that house, sort your jewellery, sort your artefacts, sort your, your hidden messages, sort your energy and let me know how you get on in your search for and finding of love. Speak to you soon, bye. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond Trauma. If you find it valuable, please forward it to others and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kate Prassington, and Twitter, Kate Prassington 3 and you'll find links and references to what we've covered in the show notes.